pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings and welcome back to your Kinetically Podcast for Manifesting Your Abundant Life. I'm Stephen Canyon, so glad to have you back with us today. StephenCanyon.com is the website. And if you'd like to be on this Kinetically Podcast, the number for you to call is 720-626-8649. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, Stephen. Merry Christmas, my friend. <laughs> this is Bizarro World. <laughs> You've been singing Christmas music like nonstop. For several days, and you just figured out why, and I'm I'm not so sure that I'm proud about this, because <laughs> I'm, I'm too easy. Well, I heard you just sort of walking around humming. You weren't even that deliberate. You were just mindlessly humming humming Christmas music. Well, how else do you sing Christmas music? Oh, you... Mindlessly. Full, oh, <laughs> or full voice, <laughs> as if it's <laughs> all or nothing. It's bizarre, though. I mean, because, and I did, just several days ago, I'm like, I, I want to put on... No, I didn't say that, but I'm hearing, and I'm just thinking Christmas music, and you know what it is, you just told me. It's a psychosomatic response. You've, you've, you've memorized singing Christmas music in July... Because t- typically you've been watching Christmas Hallmark movies. Well, the only reason I was watching that <laughs> in and July. it was just kind of I, wait a minute, okay? Cause, Don't even deny it, Stephen. N- n- but no, it was this ca- is a this is a truth. This is, this is a safe space. But that was years ago. <laughs> you can admit it. <laughs> that was a long time ago, and, and it's because there wasn't anything else on, and we just have it on in the background. I love Hallmark Christmas in <sighs> July, but we're just too. Um, we're we're slammed right now. We have so many projects up in the air, and we haven't. We literally have not turned the TV on in like. Oh, it was twelve like, months. What it was? Months? It was uh, some. We were in Scotland the last, and we just had it on for a minute just to see what was on on Scotland TV. Yeah, and and then everything just <laughs> UK TV takes over. No, we we haven't had even a moment. So no television. Yeah. So mm-hmm. out of out of the the ethereal <laughs> comes the Hallmark. I guess Christmas because it is almost July. I love that you've been. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's sweet. That was Steven. my idea. I love Hallmark movies. I mean, I they're they have an element of cheese, but they're so sweet. Like they're just you don't have to worry that you're going to feel bad when you watch them. That's why I like them. That's true. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot. If you if you are somebody that turns on the television occasionally, I guess that's a really good go-to. You well, just, there's, they do a good job, too, of just making the whole thing that you're watching, even if you don't care about the story, the whole thing is just so cozy. They they always have the snow and the sweaters and the coffee. And no surprises. No. Nobody's I mean, going to get hurt. No, you're not wondering if they're going to split up and it's a happy never ending. find true love. It's always about love. Yeah, it's, All that it's good if you're stuff. in the for that, there well, it is. The Christmas songs, well, July. I, I love mm. you no matter what. <laughs> hey, guess what? what? By the way, what? and I'm, you know, the 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 website. Oh, are you kidding? I just got just got offline looking Snoopy at Snoopy the dance. brand new rolled out now live kinetic belief law of attraction Stephen and Megan Canyon website. It yes. is now live and it is so freaking cool. StephenCanyon.com. That is it. Yes. It's new. It's interactive. The you know, I was noticed the complete podcast library is there, and it's so easy to access. Yes. Well done, my little friend. We have such a great team, right? That's amazing. Yeah, they the, they worked really hard on that. I'm I'm just I'm in love with it. And wow, the apparel store is open. I know. It's <laughs> the finally lights, there. The lights are on. You can go in there, and there's yeah. there are things there. The design we have, work. We have love never fails sweatshirts, and we have kinetic belief 
theory t-shirts and we have stuff for the house and it's just it's so full and the it's kinetic so cool. belief theory t-shirt love it the design work yeah. on that tree of life with the kinetic belief formula and, and on the hoodies the, all the different t-shirts and the colors and they look really nice by the way yeah. this is what you've been wearing for the last couple of weeks and i know it's so funny i just so i thought i was just nice. ordering samples to make sure everything was what we thought it would be um but I was ordering a new wardrobe. That's all I've been wearing. And I've got to say, the, the thing that surprised me most was the quality of the material. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That, it was just it's really nice stuff. to the touch. Yeah. And no, it's it's the nice stuff. It's, the, the love never fails shirt. Oh, I mean, it, it cool? it's got the same, what do you call it on the sleeve? It's a it's like a patch that says love never fails on the sleeves as well. It's really cool, too, because I, I love the design of that sweatshirt because when you first glance at it, it looks like it says love fails. And so it makes you do a double take. Right. And then you see, oh, it says love never fails. So oh. I, can't, I don't know what my favorite is. I like the supernatural. Mm, I think that's my shirt. favorite. The supernatural is because I have to say I wore that the other day and I kept finding myself catching a glimpse of it out of, you know, just my peripheral. And mm. it, it kept reminding me of who I am. So it was very it was it was a very uh, unanticipated response to it. It's it very cool. Well, you make anything look cool, too. But no, I, I've <laughs> got to say that the navigation on the website, it's so easy to get around, and mm. it is so interactive. It's just a, yeah. a, a step up, and it's been... I know that the work that you and the, the other guys have been putting into it have, have really... It's, uh, it's been quite the project. Well, and I have to say that the entire project, we really... We were constantly talking about and focusing on just the user experience. You know, we want... To, we were thinking of all the kinetic believers going mm. there and, and what their experience would be like. So we definitely had all of you in mind. That's my biggest pet peeve, I think, with most websites is when they're not easy to navigate. And, you yeah. know, for me... I guess it doesn't take a lot for me to kind of get tossed around and, and back out on the street again. Um, <laughs> your phone but, just like lofts uh, <laughs> out of your hand. But I'm just really pleased. Yeah. And and um, you can also, look, we'd love to have you on the podcast and call in if you want to. If you've got a comment or a question, 720-626-8649, or you can do it through an email yeah, also um, right there well, on the website. Um, yeah, the, the, the best way to do it, if you cannot call the, the number, is just to go to Instagram, and it's at Stephen Canyon, and you can actually very easily send an audio message that way. And, and I like what you said. It's not just questions. It's comments, too. Mm -hmm. We love interacting with, with all the connect believers that way. It's funny how shy a lot of people are. They're just so getting really nervous yeah, about using their voice. We're all here supporting you. Don't hesitate. Yeah, if, you're, right. if you're on the fence, just do it. Just do it. Well, um, speaking of that, we do have a question today from listener Carly. And Carly wrote in from Kansas. Hmm. She says, I've learned so much from my Law of Attraction journal and so much more from listening to your podcast that I could write a book about it. <laughs> I love that. My husband and I are KBs for life. I do have a question. Some of the things that are being revealed to us as a couple that we should change in our lives are, are really hard for us to let go of, namely some family members that keep expecting us to do things for them. We love them, but they get, but they use guilt to get us to do things. Mm -hmm. Is there something that we can do to make it 
easier for us to break away from their expectations. Isn't it amazing how many people use guilt, and especially when yeah. family is involved, and it's kind of like knowing the, the buttons to push. Yeah. Or like that housekeeper we had one time saying, family is just so petty. Yeah. They meddle and they're petty, and they use guilt yes. to, to try to get you to she do was, something. She was wise. She, she was so wise. She said familiarity breeds contempt. Contempt. And kids. And children. <laughs> and lots of other you gotta, things. Got to watch out for that. But no, you, you know, it, here's the deal. First of all, I commend you for you and your husband both doing this, taking this journey together because that's where you're going to find yes. an exponential uh, uh, wallop to your manifesting power. Two or more, that when we agree and align with our ourselves when, in the, the manifesting energetics of belief mm-hmm. and, and agreement, some really powerful things um, are manifested in your life. So good for you guys. And I have to say, it's really funny because kinetic belief is so powerful. It really does catapult you down the road you're trying to, down the road toward your achievements. And so, for example, if, if you and I are not doing something together, spiritually speaking, I've noticed that, you know, you, you'll just leave me in the dust. And so doing it together, <laughs> you know, doing that journey together is so important and, and it's a, it's a big deal. Well, I haven't noticed that. You're always, you're, you're the, the best tag along that I could ever have hoped for. I'll just wake up and one I, day and like, hang on a second. And actually I feel like I'm trying to keep up with you. Not even close. Oh yes, I am too. Catching up to do. Especially that mountain that you went running up over in, uh, near Pikes Peak. I mean, you took off. I do remember you just saying, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, are you doing? okay. So, Carly, uh, yeah. you you you're wanting to know how to make it easier. I think, if I understood, how to make it easier for you and your husband to break away from the expectations of your family, mm-hmm. who are using uh, negative um, judgments and guilt and condemnation, all those things, to try to get you to do whatever it is they're wanting you to do. Mm-hmm. The Celebration of diversity, first of all, that is one of the keys to all of us enjoying our lives. You are supposed to be different from the family that you happen to land and grow up in, wherever that is, Kansas. You are supposed to be different. They are supposed to be different from you. They're, sure, they're, they're factions of groups, and but within those factions, there is diversity. And so... The celebration of diversity is key. It's vital. And when you've made the transcendent journey of enlightenment, you and your husband, to unconditionally love other people for who they are, love, you're loving each other for who you, who you individually are. You are loving yourself for the person you were created to be, the genius of purpose that you've located from within. You have unconditionally fallen in love with that, and you're, you've been lifting that up, and you've been putting yourself... And those um, uh, uh, purposeful uh, desires in first place so that you can be a benefit to your family, to yourself, and to, you, to all others that you'll meet. So you're doing the work. But now here's the deal. You've got to also, part of doing the work is you have got to also be willing to take a stand by not accepting the conditions that other people are attempting to place on you. For you to conform to their expectations. You gotta take a stand. You have to do the work. And and no, it's not easy because it looks like it's a contradiction to unconditional love. Mm, true. Yes. But actually it's not. It's like 
trying to navigate through mirrors. It, it looks like you're going in the wrong direction, but it's actually appropriate for you to do the right thing in unconditional love because you are, if you're not, if you are meeting the expectations of the demands that are being put on you because of guilt, think of it this way. You are not now unconditionally loving yourself. Mm-hmm. You are allowing conditions wow. to dictate your day. Do you remember the classic 1930s movie, um, I think Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, Shall We Dance? Yes. It was great. We saw it not long ago. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a song and dance routine from it, and it's called Let's Call the Whole Thing Off. <laughs> and it's part of a celebrated <laughs> dance duet. And they were doing this thing on roller skates. I'm going to watch it after the podcast today, just that one yeah. thing. But they were doing it on roller skates. And it was something like if if, if you like pajamas and I, 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 I like Pajamas. Uh, pajamas. And I wear pajamas and you give up pajamas and let's just call the whole thing off because Mm -hmm. we're different. You say laughter, I say laughter. And you say after, I say after. And vanilla and vanilla and all that stuff. The song, potato, potato, you've heard it. The tomato, tomato, all that stuff. Let's call the whole thing off. Boom. This This is the one beautiful thing about the universe. It's the diversity of all things, and it's the way that you, me, all things were meant to be celebrated as different. You saying things differently than I say, acting differently, being different. Mm. All, the diversity is the thing that we celebrate. And our relationships, one with the other, with family, the family that we grew up with, mm-hmm. the family that we, we have selected to go through life with, your life partner, your, your friends, your work partners, whomever it is, all of our relationships, they work when we encourage, celebrate, champion, and edify each other for our differences and not our commonalities. Not you're supposed to be here because if you, if you don't, if you're not here, you're not honoring me. You're not, uh, uh, how dare you not come to, to lunch on Sunday or whatever it is. <laughs> so look, let's not call the whole thing off. Not yet. Okay. Because as a species with the ability to unconditionally love one another, as long as there is one of us left on this blue ball that is streaking through the cosmos, as long as there's one of us <laughs> left, I'm telling you that the hope of unconditional love will live to see another day. You mentioned the guilt aspect of this, and I'm finding myself wondering if, if when we do find ourselves being pushed around by guilt from others, is it always because we have, in fact, trained them up in that? Is it even possible for someone to to try to put that on us when we haven't sort of already, uh, you know, given them positive reinforcement where that's concerned. Yeah, we're training in many directions, and actually we train by enabling. We're enabling the family and training them that these are the buttons you push if you want me to do something. And we're also training ourselves up in that. We are enabling the, the one who's putting the unfair conditions on us to motivate us mm-hmm. to do the thing that we shouldn't or we'd rather not be doing because there's a higher purpose to today. Something else perhaps we've got planned that right. is coming from our genius of purpose that we're supposed to be putting out as an offering to others to find light and love. Which I guess we could see that as a, as a, a win, a positive, because, hey, if we if we put those um, stipulations for relationship in place in the, in the first place, then we can also be the ones to, to change them. Oh, Absolutely. So we're, we're putting all the conditions on ourselves, right? We're doing yeah. the work of a KB. We're journaling. We're working with our husband or our wife doing these things. And it's pressure. Yeah. 
We're doing the 21 seconds of, of meditative time in the mornings before we get out of bed, reminding ourselves of who we are, whose we are, what our purpose is, our mental state of being. We're transcending the egoist self that identifies with all of these streams of consciousness that want to compete with others and take and give and win and lose and, and the arguments and debates and the reasonings and all of those things, recognizing that that stuff is coming out of the, the uh, second nature, the lesser nature of being. And it's those mental constructs that we have, are overcoming by transcending the higher being, the essence of life, which is our joy and love and peace and happiness and prosperity and all those things. We're doing the work. Mm. However, we're undermining the work that we're doing by uh, having tolerances and allowances for people that we supposedly love and care about. We are no longer unconditionally loving ourselves if we allow access and demands that are of a negative nature through condemnation to provoke us to do a thing. Mm -hmm. And if we're not now unconditionally loving ourselves, then it's impossible to be unconditionally loving someone else. So it, it begins here, centered. Yeah with a relationship with our Creator, with accepting who we are, the being the essence of light and love. And through the acknowledgement of that, now we do what would ordinarily be the hard thing by gently, lovingly affirming with a yes, and again I say yes, to the purpose of our higher being and if that accommodates all others, then we're loving them. If it does not accommodate the demands of, of others, we're loving them. Either way, our response and reaction to the world around us, including the people around us, is always going to be accurate if we are, first place, unwaveringly allowing our transcendent higher being to be celebrated and edified and encouraged as having this purpose for expression. You know, you're really revealing right now how how skewed everything can become when we aren't living from the center of self outward and mm. and putting demands on on those concepts and and also on the motivations. Um for example, if if we are doing someone a favor from the motivation of saying, well they're not strong enough or they don't have this skill or that skill or they're just not like me. I mean, all of a sudden we've actually put ourselves in the position of judging <laughs> and of passing judgment on that person. So that's just one of the seemingly limitless ways that when we're out of that alignment of living from within, that it, it just becomes so screwed up so fast in these relationships. That is so true. You know, what I love about this podcast, Meg, is that we're able to speak to so many different, unique, yes. individual, I marvelous, agree. wonderful uh, geniuses. Yeah, yes. <laughs> All you guys are geniuses, they and you are. really are. But now, and they may not be living out their unique genius, however, not yet. Mm. But And they, they could be trying to, a lot of you guys might be trying to s still speak alike and talk alike and act alike, but the diversity is already here. The diversity is already within you. That uniqueness is already there. This is, the uniqueness is not something that we're trying to create. Now, there are a lot of motivational programs out there that, that uh, launch and approach 
the change that they're trying to create in their followers as something that doesn't yet exist. So we're going to create within you a unique personality. We're going to create um, a diverse self with a, an entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit. And by the, the hard work of, and sweat of your brow, you're going to go in and, and become successful. That's not, that actually is not accurate to the human condition that ultimately succeeds it because we're not alike already. Right. You come into the, this world uniquely, dynamically, one of a kind with a, a, a marvelous genius of purpose that we have, we unbecome that when we uh, have these tolerances for the people around us that we allow and enable the abuses of expectations that come sweeping in through the energetics of condemnation and, and demands that we accept. And, um, but all of that diversity, I guess, is what I'm saying is already here in our audience. And what I want you guys to understand today more than anything is that there is an invincible power. There is a superpower within you that already exists. This is a really profound concept. It's just really hitting me right now, this idea that, you know, whenever I'm looking at a new relationship, meeting a new person, the default is to always find common interests. That's just what we do. Do you travel? Do you paint? Are you this? Are you that? Mm -hmm. And this is really flipping that on its head. And instead of looking for common interests, we should as kinetic believers be looking for, you know, common spirits, common auras, common uh, beliefs about what life is as as not, not so much as as interests yes because the, the the first scenario that you gave there the, we're looking for a, a common interest based in the ego things right. that we can identify with from the ego but what makes us common is our diversity so and cool. so the higher being looks for the diversity to celebrate in each other mm-hmm. you know i i i celebrate your your uh, uh talent for playing the violin even though i might really enjoy being a plumber and you're celebrating and encouraging my yeah. ability as a plumber and I know all of this this stuff about plumbing because I enjoy it and together we're celebrating life one and the other right. not, you're not trying to teach me to play the violin so that you'll love me and it's really an interesting sort of relocation relocating effort of of where we're giving our focus in these relationships because the the you know before enlightenment we're we're just, you know, checking off boxes. You know, do you like to go to the lake in the summer? Do you have a dog? I mean, it's just, it's so shallow. But I, and it's very cool though. I love how, you know, you've talked so much. This really points to the, the wholeness of consciousness that we're all part of and that we're all connected to. And, you know, that's where the, com- that's where the commonality truly lies is in that place that, that we are all truly connected. And then as we are diverse for, out from there, we, we blossom and we can we can celebrate those parts of each other while mm-hmm. being so mm-hmm. interconnected. Right. What makes us alike is that we're all in the same gallery. Yeah. However, the gallery might uh, have been constructed <laughs> on 10 million acres. Yes. It's 30 square miles. <laughs> and you walk in and so we are all just alike in that we're inside this building. However... Yeah. Now the adventure begins, and we can celebrate the, the all of the differences mm. that are represented really therein. Cool. But, but you know, there that invincible power that we're talking about—that's inside of you already. Every human being, you got it in there, and it lies dormant, and it is not activated as long as you are. We are enabling someone else to dictate 
unfairly through negative energetics, our goings and comings and what we're putting our hands to. Now, here's, here's the thing. It's not the action that weakens us. It's the fact that we've allowed negative energetics to come in and weaken us. Mm. It weakens us, and, and through the weakening of our uh, energetics, it suppresses that superpower that's already within us, that's wanting to rise up to the top and have give and provide and create this high vibrational frequency for attracting and releasing that super uh, into our natural, the superpower for manifesting and being uh, extremely successful. It simply put, the superior creative power of the universe is already within us. And when the eternal, which means absent of time, when it is mixed with one's natural abilities to imagine and to believe, that person begins operating from within their supernatural being. And that's when miracles begin to happen. When we are allowing guilt and those negative energetics to, to influence what we do or don't do where others are concerned, is that directly connected to the ego? Is that somehow stroking the ego and that's the root of why we keep doing it? Yes, the mere fact that that um, our the, the one writing in today is saying that they don't like being manipulated through negative persuasion shows that the ego is identifying with the, the negative demands that are being placed on them. So when the, when the ego gets involved, it's negative. You're, you're, we're diminishing what should be. And, the, mm-hmm. and through the diminishing of those, the power and the energy, we're no longer able to attract. We go into a double-minded state of being mm-hmm. rather than into uh, the essence of presence yeah. where we find the fullness of joy and peace and prosperity and health and, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Anybody that masters the power of kinetic belief is continually advancing themselves toward what they are attracting to themselves. Now, this is another way. that This is the other way. And because we talk about the duplicit nature that is in, in all people, there's one way, and then there's the higher way. So this is the other way. The other way of life that is different than simply working hard to try to be successful. The other way that is just trying to be a people pleaser. Well, I don't want to make uh, Mama and Dim mad, so I'm going, I'm going to go on down there, and I'm sorry I won't be able to make it today. Yeah. The requirement for desire to activate the energetics, for attracting new things, wonderful things, more things, exciting things into one's life, here's the, here's the, here's the word. It's called willingness. You have to be willing. You've got to be willing. Oh, what's the opposite? Un- unwilling. unwilling. <laughs> Ooh, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to be willing. Willing, not, not because you think that you need to pay some dues. Willing, not because you're trying to prove yourself. Willing, mm-hmm. because you're passionate. Willing, because you're curious. Willing, because you're interested. You have questions. You want to know. You're willing, and the substance of belief... It's a substance. It comes racing to you to match your willingness. I have a little bit of a, a nitty-gritty question about, about what you're saying right now. Um, so we're talking about guilt and when someone is trying mm-hmm. to manipulate you using guilt. Mm-hmm. And that can be a very powerful force or it can be very subtle. But either way, I'm wondering if we are in our, our fullness of our higher self, 
We've overcome the ego. Mm -hmm. However, we are aware that someone is trying to use guilt to manipulate mm -hmm. us. Is it always, is it, is it never okay to do what they're asking because you are aware of the manipulation or because you're in your higher place and, and higher self, is it okay to do what they're asking, even though you're aware of the manipulation? First things first, not to run to it or from it, not to be controlled by someone else and, and not to not be controlled. It has nothing to do with the with control or running to or from or even the request in of itself. It has everything to do with, is this who I am? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? Mm -hmm. Is this, uh, does this fit in with a, with a uh, higher calling of my being to to serve and to to love uh, if if i've got nothing else on my agenda today that is vitally important to the journey that i'm on then i'm going over to see mom and then i'm going to enjoy the experience mm. but i'm probably not going to go if there is this uh pursuit and attack of negative uh, verbiage that was used on a telephone call, for example, right. to provoke me to come because if I don't, there's going to be consequences. Wow. Something like that? Absolutely not. I, because I, I cannot, in good faith, in, in honor of myself, enable that mm -hmm. by giving access to that spirit, that negativity into my life. So, you know, looking at the situation um, uh, as it is, just that situation, I'm going to take into account energetics what's what what is transpiring here yeah. what am i enabling what am i giving access to myself to and that sounds like it's just it's the epitome of of putting pressure on yourself that you have to to change yourself if you're going to change any situation you have to be willing to change yourself willing to do the hard thing willing, willing to say no I'm, I'm not coming over there and i'm not sorry because sorry means i'm wretched uh, i'm not <laughs> going to come over there because i've got some other things i'm taking care of today you guys enjoy yourselves love you talk again well it's a huge word isn't it willingness i mean it's a massive word and it re represents so much of of what we are I don't even, it's, I think it's, it's interesting because it's not about capability. It has mm. nothing to do with what you're capable of or what you're, I mean, it's, it's an openness to be used. It's interesting. Well, when something becomes difficult, it becomes hard because we're trying to reason with doing the wrong thing. Wow. Wow. If everything were was right and there were there was nothing wrong, nothing would be hard. So when it's hard to say no to mom and to, or to to the friend or to whomever, it's because you're trying to say yes to doing the wrong thing. That's crazy, and that's 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 hitting me pretty hard right now. I mean, that's a that's a very real and and difficult maybe truth to to swallow because. Oh man, we all know what that feels like when we're in that situation and you're sort of bucking what you know that you should be doing and what the, what would be the the right solution. Imagine wow. imagine trying to get into shape and so you've got to go down to the gym to work out. The question to ask yourself before it's time to go to the gym is not do I feel like going? That's never the question. Don't ask that question <laughs> because chances are the answer is going to be well, of course I don't. Absolutely so not. So you're not going. The question is, are you willing? Oh, wow. And then the answer is going to be very sobering. But if the, the answer, are you willing to go to the gym? If the answer is yes. Wow. Guess that's, where you're going. And that's so different than should I? Should I? That's or amazing. do I feel like it? Yeah. Or do I want to? 
all of those questions are, it's the reasoning of the, with the ego that will enable or allow the answer to be uh, aligned with the negative um, mm-hmm. persuasion. So are you willing? Willingness, unwilling. Are, there is a match made in heaven for those that are willing. And for those that are willing to explore the potential of their higher being. Ask yourself, am I willing? And then without any further consideration, follow through with the yes or the no. I, you know, it, it gives you such a strong sense, too, of being very tethered and very connected to the... Was that a car alarm? Uh, <laughs> that was very loud. The car horn, yeah. I, got, I got distracted. Okay, but the, the idea of willingness, it gives you this really beautiful sense of involving the universe involving the creator in everything that you're asking and everything that you're pursuing because could I, should I, will I, do I feel like it? That's all Mm self-inflicted. And the willingness, you feel very open and you feel very as as if you're inviting the universe into every decision, to every possibility. Imagine if you took that one litmus, like you're saying, but if you take the the willingness factor and you go ahead and put down a list of questions And they would go something like this. Am I willing to eat right? Mm. No. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If the answer is yes, eat right. Am I willing to love others unconditionally? Yes. Then love others unconditionally. Am I willing to do the right thing where my family is concerned? Mm. Then do the right thing. Am I willing to get in shape? Am I willing to do the work? Am I willing to get up earlier? Am I willing to write in my journal every day? And whatever the answer to that question is, should be the guidepost, the guide, the compass for living your life. And it will never fail to lead you to the, to the highest destination, the highest viewpoint for the things that you're imagining to attract in your life. This is also a true reflection of, of the nature of the universe. You've always done such a, a beautiful job of, of painting the picture of the sense of the universe, the almost the personality, if you will, of how the universe is interacting with us. And it's never forced. Nothing is ever forced upon us. And so this idea of willingness, it's a, it's a beautiful reminder of, of nothing is forced. Everything is our decision. And if we're just willing, and I, I just think taking the pressure off many times can help us make the right decision. And, and it's not, and it, that is so true. And it is, and it's, if we're just willing to answer the question, are you willing? A lot of people will say, I'm willing, but. There's no but to that. There is only the answer to the question, are you willing, yeah. yes or no? Wow. Are you willing, yes or no? I can feel that perspective shift in me right now. Just hearing you rephrase those questions that we ask ourselves day in and day out. You gave a good example of the inner dialogue that we're always working with. And I can feel that changing my my perspective, my posture, just as I'm listening to this. Well, we're removing the reasonings from the ego. We're getting mm-hmm. out of the argument. We're not going to chase after those those <laughs> yeah. thoughts and, and the stream of consciousness that wants you to debate. I love that. We're getting out of the argument. Hang, not, hang up I'm the phone. I'm not going to participate in that. Yeah. <laughs> we're moving away from it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here's what's happening. Wow. Well, if you are willing and you say, yes, there's the answer to what you're going to do. I'm telling you that that is, like you're saying, the very moment that the the fullness of your expectations warehoused in the universe begins moving toward you to match your willingness. Mm. The most successful people in the world, the most prolific explorers in the world, all have this one thing in common. They are not afraid of failure. There is no failure in the journey. Mm. 
There is no failure in the experiment. There is no such thing as failure in the trying. Failure, it doesn't, failure doesn't actually exist. There's no such thing as failure. It's not a tangible. Toothless, a it, shadow. There is no, it doesn't exist. It is a thought that defines something as a failure. Remove the thought and you remove failure. If you do not believe in failure, there's no such thing for you as failure. You, you cannot fail. Are you telling us to get rid of labels again? <laughs> no labels. No labels. No labels. But isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's it. You can now be somebody wow. that will never, ever again fail in life. I feel like I have people to call. <laughs> Just so you know, I can't even you, be you that. Can, you can count on me. <laughs> That's How really do you good. like me now? <laughs> I can't fail. But, you know, think about some of our greatest, the, the greatest human endeavors, Meg. Mm. I mean, Neil Armstrong, going to the moon. Yeah. I mean, it was his willingness that defined his journey, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, Beethoven's deafness mm. caused him to lose 60% of his hearing. Beethoven still continued to compose some of his most iconic symphonies, mm. despite all of the challenges that, that uh, po- were posed by the decline of his senses. Um, Leonardo da Vinci, in his inventions were, wow, I mean, if you go back and look at some of the things that he was drawing in <laughs> tanks and helicopters, and they didn't have the <laughs> technology for that stuff. Right. He, he was way before his time. He was out there. He was out <laughs> he there. Was way so, out there. you know, try to market some of that stuff. <laughs> but there he was, he was doing that, and all this, all these, these things that he was coming up with are so impractical. I love that. The, the worst <laughs> job ever, Leonardo da Vinci's PR person. I mean, you know? good luck with that. Gosh. You're going to need this helicopter, by the way, oh, with these machine great. guns on it. That's amazing. But no, his, but his, his genius fell short, and, and it was by his inability to, to market all of that stuff wow. at that time. But if you look, his, uh, Leonardo's intellectual journey... It uh, procured all of these amazing notions centuries ahead of his time. There, there is a, a single span bridge that he designed for a, a, a civil engineering project in 15, early 1500s. Wow. And it was finally constructed in Norway in 2001. What? That's amazing. 2001. That is so cool. I, had, I did right? not know that. Wow. It only takes one yes to your willingness question. One yes for your genius to transcend the ego of excuses, mm. to rise up and give you the answers to those questions, to position the universe, to provide the support you're going to need to press through and push through and go and win the day. I have to say, I love just this concept of ask, using the word willingness to to pose questions to ourselves, And it, it seems like it would go in the other direction as well. You know, I the statement is very powerful. I'm unwilling to betray myself. Mm-hmm. I'm unwilling to move out of my higher self. I am, I'm unwilling to go back to the way I used to live. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. That, that seems like it's equally as powerful. Or in, in the same way, are you uh, unwilling to say no to your mother who's given you a hard time about, you know, coming mm-hmm. over and, and spending the evening watching Dancing horror, with the horror stars. movies? <laughs> or a horror show. <laughs> <laughs> But, no, not dancing with the stars. <laughs> but look, don't be surprised if your journey takes you somewhere different than you than where you set out for. If mm. you are willing, if you answer that question and then follow through with the yes. Oh, Let wow. your yes be yes and your no be no. And don't think of the consequences. You know what the right thing is to do. Are you mm. willing? And then do it. Don't 
don't have conversations with it. I love that. I love how willingness is, is is revealing itself as being so multifaceted. You know, not only is it opening you up and, and helping you make these, these correct decisions for your best life, but it's also not putting demands on the how it's also leaving all of this open for your journey to evolve and Mm, for it to, it it gives you all this room for expansion. Mm. Just the word itself. You're not going to grow, right? There's there's opportunity. There's promotion in willingness. There's mm. growth in willingness. There are riches and health and adventure and excitement. And the more it's always in the willingness. The first woman to fly solo, nonstop across the Atlantic Ocean. Remember who that was? Amelia Earhart. And she did. She, she did not just stumble upon that opportunity by accident. <laughs> Her either. No, that's um, so true. And I mean, it was it was. There's a little bit more going on there. She had she actually had to fight for that dream, yeah. and it was in the early 1920s. And she the story is that she received a phone call mm-hmm. asking her to fly across the Atlantic, but she <laughs> but but that's the funny. the uh, the deal was that she could only be a passenger along for the that you know. Who knows what kind of ride that would probably be? Of all the people to ask to be a passenger. And, and there, it <laughs> was just, crazy. there were two other male pilots. Wow. So, I mean, that, that had to be kind of insulting, don't you of think? Of course, yes. But she agreed. Yes. She was willing. Wow. She was willing to take that flight as a passenger, a perilous one, could have you know, killed herself or gotten her killed. But the success of that flight, here's the deal. There was promotion in her willingness. It paved the way for Amelia's career in aviation. And then, what is it, 1932, that she um, carved her name in the history books by successfully completing the, that transatlantic solo flight from um, Newfoundland to, I think it was just off the coast of Ireland. Mm. So, willingness. Willingness. There's promotion in it. Mm-hmm. Things change wow. when you are willing. And not just willing, but you ask Answer the question, are you willing to get in shape? Well, yes, I'm willing, but no, no, stop with the buts. Are you willing to get in shape? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Guess what we're doing now? We're getting in shape. Congratulations. Even, I love how you went, yes. Yes. <laughs> Is this a trick question? Are you, are you thinking like right now? <laughs> so, That's great. you know, one thing that we know from quantum physics is that the substance of our desire which is real. And yes. it, that really is a measure of your willingness. The substance of your desire is, is a measure a of your willingness. of your willingness. That's how we can know how much we desire a thing. If, if I oh, say, wow. are you willing to get in shape? I'm about to find out the intensity of your desire. Yeah. And if, if it's, well, uh, maybe. Well, you don't really desire being in shape. Guess what? You're not going to attract into your life. That physical fitness and strength and empowerment to climb a mountain. It's not coming to you until you can answer with vigor, yes, I'm willing. Mm. Mm. It's a measure. It's a measure of your willingness. The the creative potential force is identical. Here's what's in, in quantum mechanics. That creative force, it's just potential. Remember, it's only potential force until it's released through the kinetic energetics. That potential force is identical in measurement to the energy of the thing that you are expecting to manifest into your life. If you're kind of willing to get into shape, maybe you'll quit eating crackers and you'll, you'll sit up straight instead of slouching. You'll add a salad. 
you know, add a salad. Okay? That's identical <laughs> right. to the force of your desire yeah. that you're going to manifest into your life. Yeah. It, and, it, you know, wow. maybe it could be measurable in some way, but probably not significant. However, if you say, yes, I'm willing, hands on the hip, I'm willing, yes. And with the intensity of that desire is going to be this, the energy of the thing that you're expecting to attract into your life. And it's going to show up. And the substance of your willingness is now being compelled toward you just as markedly and decidedly as the kinetic energy of the outflow of your desire. Mm. And this is where things really begin to come, uh, be exciting, like we were talking about earlier today. It's always more. There's always more coming in from the universe. It's going to be surprising. It's going to be an abundance far more than you can even think of or imagine. Even though you set in motion the kinetic outflow from you, there is something about willingness that's compounded in the universe that tries to keep up with the magic of the power of your willingness. When you can't see you cannot see the thing that you're actually wanting to attract except with the imagination. There's power in that willingness to step up and say, I'm going to fall blindly now into the arms of the universe, fully being uh, expecting to be caught and propped up and prosperously, abundantly manifesting my greatest dreams. Well, you're really completely giving us this fresh, new, and, and true definition of willingness and it's coming through as sort of the ultimate demonstration of our commitment. You've, you've taught us many times that, you know, the velocity of our attraction, it's in direct co- correlation to how intensely we are demonstrating our belief. We are demonstrating that level of commitment. And willingness feels like the key, the key to demonstrating that, the key, the key to accelerating this. The key to that velocity, right? And yeah. the, how quickly it's going to show up. It won't take necessarily a lifetime if you are determined in your willingness that your yes is yes and you don't question it and you don't argue with it anymore you're not open you're opening yourself up to being convinced otherwise and this these concepts as well i mean i just because they're new it doesn't mean that they're not completely logical you know we're building something when you're working toward attracting a thing you're you're building a thing and and if if you go if you build slowly it will it it's going to show up slowly you know if you take 12 years to build a house then that's how long it takes to build the house. But if you get on it and you're committing, recommitting yourself and you're so open and willing in this intensive way, it can happen very quickly because there are, these are really building blocks of the process, aren't they? That's a great point, yes. And how are we recommitting ourselves? Mm-hmm. With that 21 seconds every morning, we are doing yes. the mental gymnastics of making the commitment again. It doesn't just happen naturally because there are things that are going to show up to oppose you yeah. through, the, through the journaling. And through the 21 seconds of meditative uh, authority that you have to continue to position yourself with Mm -hmm. identifying with that house that you're going to construct, the circumstances of that house will continue to change until it perfectly represents your willingness, which is how you can measure the strength of your kinetic belief. That is so cool. I love this idea that the 21 seconds in the morning, journaling every day, not missing one of the podcasts, immersing yourself, meditating, these are all built building blocks and every single one catapults you further down the road with higher velocity and more and more and more. All these things are the keys, the keys yeah. to the modalities of the kinetic belief that are unlocking your potential. Mm. Because I cannot overstate this creative fact, Meg. Anxiety, fear, doubt, worry, all those things, uh, the belief that something may be wrong, all of that stuff is an attitude that stops 
the source energy of your kinetic belief from attracting your desire. Mm. And that's why the attitude of willingness is absolutely required to manifest. This is so vitally important. You better be excited about it. <laughs> because it's impactful. It's powerful. It's a quick belief check to determine if you're still within the correct creative <laughs> mindset that's going to be required to manifest. You know, um, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, he would just talk so slow mm, yes, and he was yeah. so sad. I just imagined him, you know, trying to manifest something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's oh, it's something take, that's, that, that would be a delight. <laughs> this right? is going to take a minute, you know. <laughs> because, but the excitement, it, it, light, it ignites everything, like yes, you're saying. That willingness. And you know something, you're willing, the question, are you willing to get into shape? When you recognize that by answering it with a yes, you're doing so because you believe and you just know that you know that you know that you are now going to be in shape sooner rather than later. And it's going to be powerful and it's going to be you're going to feel fantastic and look better than you've ever looked before. And no, it's never too late. You're not even reasoning with the reasons anymore. Mm. You're not you're not coming up with excuses as to why you're out of shape or or even meditating on that. All you see is the powerful person that you've imagined to be because you answered the question. Yes, I am willing. Wow. Because outside of that, any kind of, any trace of complaining, any kind of resentment, the I would rather not, uh, I'm too tired at the end of the day, I work hard, you don't understand, I'm, I, I can't, I cannot, I don't have what it takes in the evenings, whatever it is, the excuses. The, all of that stops, it immediately stops whatever you may have been attracting or you're hoping to attract. It cannot come where it is where a person is unwilling. It's a block. And, and so, yeah, one way to understand how this works is through something that's called quantum entanglement. In quantum mechanics, there is a strange phenomenon that occurs when a particle creating form is observed. When you, just, when you look at the thing, <laughs> it's over there doing what it does until you look at it. And it knows it's being seen. <laughs> it knows that something, someone is looking at it because belief or bias has come upon it, which has an effect. There's a force. When you look at somebody, you are p putting a force on them. <laughs> You're, you are zapping them yes. with those eyes. But first, just the power of observation changes the quantum substance of belief. That is the observable power of belief. It's measured. Okay, it's CERN. It's been measured. In other words, what we believe actually begins moving substance. It moves substance. It's pulling the substance out of the universe. It's, and, it, and the substance will rearrange things. It'll change things. It'll reform things. It creates. And it forms and creates and rearranges and changes in alignment. In alignment. In vibrational harmony. In the same energetics with the willingness of your belief. So a matching particle, not necessarily in close proximity, what it does, the thing that, that's out there in the universe, we talk about that's warehoused in the universe, that particle, there's a particle out there that matches your willingness for a thing. Okay. It's mimicking. It's doing the song and dance routine of whatever it is you're doing. If you're pouting, it's pouting. 
If, if you're acting ugly, that particle out there is acting ugly. If you're acting <laughs> excited, that particle's acting. You've got a dance partner, a dance particle partner out in the universe that's mimicking you. If you can square dance, it's square dancing. If you jump up and down and you're excited about the new car, your mimic particle is jumping up and down and excited about the new car that it possesses. And it's doing the exact same thing that is expected of it. Now, what does all this mean? It simply means that science is beginning to understand how the other way of belief works. Mm -hmm. The other way being the non-egoist way. And how willingness, how your willingness, the answer to the question, are you willing, how that answer, if you follow through with that answer, plays a role in what a person's life is going to look like. You have a mimic partner. And so I've got news for all you guys. The coolest look is the authentic you. Yes. The coolest one is, is the, the you that says, I am willing to the good thing. I am willing to the higher being. I am willing to the essence of life. I am willing to perfected health and, and wealth and joy and happiness. Yes, I am willing. Yes, I am willing. And the authentic you that is willing emerges from out of your attitude of willingness. And, and here's where we got to reprogram our thinking because it's to the extent that we no longer see anything as, as being right or wrong anymore, good or bad, mm -hmm. because all things, when you are willing for all things to be good, now all things become good. This is where things are really starting to change around a bit because as such, the essence of you just is. Joy, happiness, health, prosperity, and abundance. You are all that, and you are life. We don't have a life. We are life, and you can't lose something you don't have. The only thing that is right, the only thing that is correct and right, is located within the power of unconditional love for yourself and all others. And unconditional means that nothing can be wrong. Everybody has a powerful purpose for the mind. We talk about mental constructs of the ego. Negative, good, bad, win, lose, all those things that we want to argue and debate with and identify with. But the purposeful, powerful purpose of the mind, when it's balanced and in harmony with the purpose of your higher being, it is for observation, not judgment. The mind is for navigation, not fear. The mind is for enjoyment, having fun with your intellect, not worry and doubt. And as you begin your journey as a kinetic believer, one of the most difficult things and challenges that most people have is the challenge to overcome their old habitual ways of doing things. The way that you used to think about things and the way that you know, written and replacing all of that with thought forms and, and um, physical habits that are good for you. Overcoming the, the, the negative judgments from the family that knows exactly what buttons to push because you've enabled them through a lifetime of adhering to and relying on the negative influences. And so they say, jump and you go, well, how high do I need to jump today, mama? Mm. Often it's good to jump for mama. But when it's good for you to jump for mama, <laughs> just in case, just in case mama's listening, how high do you want me to jump, mom? Are you about to get tangled up? You're about to get tangled up in this podcast. Um, I love mama. 
We love you, Mom. <laughs> as long as I don't have I, to jump for the wrong reason. <laughs> You're like, I say when I jump, okay? Um, I'm, I'm finding myself wondering about the correlation between willingness and, and motivation because from what I've learned today, it's giving me the sense that, that willingness also has this really wonderful effect where it's, it's, it's self-correcting the motivation for doing a thing. You gave the example of, okay, I'm willing, are you willing to get into shape? Mm-hmm. And, and it seems like the byproduct of that is also the correct motivation to get into shape. Are you getting into shape so that you can be thin and look like someone else? Or are you getting into shape so you can have strength to live the life that you des- mm-hmm. desire and that's your highest viewpoint? Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's affecting that by rote organically that's true because if you don't if if you don't have the right motivation for example let's say that you want to get into shape to impress someone else you're doing it from the ego which is identifying with someone else's uh, validation of the way that you look and then you're also you're operating from feelings and emotions which change and so the person that makes a decision based on the validation of someone else isn't going to stay with it for very long because they're feeling and emotions for the necessity of being validated for the way they look by someone else will change. And And when it changes, that double-mindedness will cause that to collapse and the desire to collapse and Mm -hmm. the need or the desire to get into shape to collapse. The willingness wasn't there. The desire wasn't there because it wasn't based upon the essence of your higher being that knows life. That being in shape is a requirement for the life, the essence of life, to to press through the obstacles that are presented for living. I love that that entire scenario you just gave is completely void of willingness. And so it, it gives me the idea that, you know, it's almost as if willingness is this wonderful balloon that we can just sort of attach ourselves to. And it fixes a multitude of things and gives us an open, higher sense by rote, by, by stepping into the willingness. The willingness question should be asked in the, in the present moment. Mm. For example, it should not be a question, are you willing to get in shape for your husband? It should not be, are you willing to get in shape for your wife? Are you willing to get in shape so they think you will look good? Because you're still identifying wow. with others with the need for validation, with what others may or may not think about you. But if you come into the present moment, absent forms and thoughts, and identifying with the mental constructs of judgments, you come into the present moment, and the only question you have, am I willing to get into shape? Remain calm and quiet, and then answer truthfully. Yeah. And you're answering the question, which is coming from your higher being. Am I, the higher you, willing to get into shape? Yes. Wow. I have to say, I did not see this coming as far as willingness goes. I had no idea that it was so vast and powerful and had so many capabilities that you've walked us through. This is, it's massive. Well, we're talking about breaking free from traditional thinking, aren't we? Yes. Because the, the natural world, the physical world around us, society, commerce, all of that, ruled, it's, it's all ruled by the legacy of traditional thinking, mm. thought forms, judgments. Kings, plutocrats, uh, tyrants, rulers, masters, family, <laughs> people, they, they all keep their power solely because uh, others come to the place where they habitually accept their authority of rule over them. Mm. 
And things are as they are in every single person's life because as spiritual beings in the natural state, we have an expectation for things to be the way that they are. It's a legacy. It's a tradition. The churches have their traditions. It's the religious way of doing things. That's so pressurized, what you just described. It's so high pressure. It's, it's high pressured, and it's not something that we naturally think that we should break free from, mm. that there is another way. It's built in. Because yeah. the, power, the power of kinetic belief is that we shift. You see, there's a shift of our habitual expectations regarding these legacies. Regarding our lives, our experiences, our social lives, the universal shifts um, that are required for us to meet those expectations that the universe is going to come in and abundantly furnish us with the greater life. I love this idea of reprogramming, reprogramming away from these built-in mechanisms that keep us in our in old habits, in toxic habits, toxic situations, you know, that are completely detrimental and and deadly even to the life that we are truly desiring, that's our heart's desire. And that's what we're doing with our journalism, by blueprinting the reprogramming and the shifting, because when we willingly, uh, what one willingly expects and willingly does not make excuses for, manifests the greater expectation. Mm. can Can you repeat that? I didn't... I'm writing it down. What we (laughs) willingly expect and willingly uh, do not make excuses for, we manifest the greater expectations for our life. Mm. Because excuses are, are something that we willingly come up with. You have to justify. And we go to work uh, reasoning with what kind of excuse can I have for sleeping in, for <laughs> doing the wrong thing, wow. for not working out, for not <laughs> eating right? And so these are willingly, we are coming up with all of these these victimization um, labels. And you're so, that's such a funny concept. I never, I never even considered that, that the excuses that we come up with, they are I mean, you have to create them. It's almost an artistry. You know, my, my excuses are artisanal. locally grown you know but it's but you're right i mean we're handcrafting these things well we're flipping it aren't we because (laughs) uh, you are we are believers whether we believe it or not and so the you're asking the question am i willing to be over 200 pounds 200 pounds overweight am i willing to be a drug addict am i willing to do all of these things. And you're answering, if you are these things, you are answering that question with a yes. But you're, you're asking the question to the lower self, the natural self, the egoist self that's identifying with winning and losing, sickness wow. and death and diminishment. And so when you're answering the question, am I willing to be the wow. alcoholic, for example, then you're answering it from the the uh, lesser self. So this is a this is an aha moment because I've never even considered the idea of who of whom am I asking the question and you know mm. not asking our lower self any questions. You know we we're not asking the three year old what they would prefer to order for dinner. Right. You know it's going to be candy Un- unless the three year old is a dietitian. <laughs> Good luck. Right. But you know they're going to want bonbons and. And fairy dust. I mean, but that this is, I just never even went there. Well, this also reveals under uh, which nature the dictates of your life are coming from. Wow. 
Who are you having the inner dialogue with? And why you're not, you've not yet entered into your best life and manifesting your best life because you're still allowing the, the, life of dimin- the, the nature of diminishment to dictate, to attract the life that you're going to experience tomorrow. So is all of this being worked out through awareness, through the enhanced awareness of listening to this podcast and we go away with this awareness of, of lower self, higher self, the inner dialogue, is that what's really sussing all this out? And, and giving us a victory, if you will, in these areas. These are the things that we're journaling. Mm. We're working it out through putting a, a pen to paper. And we are open now to the wisdom of our higher being. Mm. And the counsel of that is coming through us and we're writing it down so we don't have to go back and dig it up again. Right. And then we're revisiting that and revisiting it and putting ourselves in remembrance of that rather than the negative. We're remembering the positive. That becomes the shift of our identity. You know, it's funny. I sat down to do a few things at my laptop really early this morning. And I sat there for like a full five minutes. I could not remember what I was sitting down to do. And I just thought, dang it, why didn't I write this down? But there's the proof. Why didn't I write down why I'm going to sit down? Well, I mean, I always take notes, right? Like the night, if I think of something like right before I go to bed or whatever. So I always have a little list going, but there are a few things. And I just thought, oh, I'm going to remember. But what a perfect example of why. Why journaling is so important. You know, if I don't, I mean, if I can't remember a few tasks I thought of the night before, I'm certainly not going to remember the the highest viewpoint reprogramming that I was at a couple days ago. You know, this is vital. Well, you're breaking habits, right? Right. The habitual <laughs> patterns that we're trying to step out from. Yeah. And that's the reason that in taking these notes are, are it's the, the beginning to breaking these things because it's by the journaling of these these highest expectations for our lives that we imagine ourselves and the desires that we are uh, recreating in these greater habits that begin to become us only through us revisiting them and putting pressure on ourselves to perform where these ideals are concerned. And so, sure, it's the, the journal that's changing our habits. Wow. You know, when you sit down, you can't remember what the greater, higher thing that you were going to put your hand to because <laughs> there's some Cheetos across the room that have caught your attention. <laughs> I'm like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's our fearless willingness yes. to be the explorer, to be the artist, to be the entrepreneur to be the one that's in super shape. It's the it's the other way of perspective that is constructed from the blueprint of our lives that is going to provide all of the thought forms for 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 the manifesting journal for us to continue to to write down. It is it's the habitual thought of willingness and that's the main thing today that I hope that all you KBs are getting from this willingness habitual thoughts of willingness to embrace the other way the higher way of your transcendent being that determines your destiny and your destiny in the perfected way mary shelley wrote in her novel frankenstein beware for i am fearless and therefore powerful fearless, powerful. All experiences are guideposts for living your best life. And it's just vital to our success. And you know what? I cast down fears as I do. I am strengthened and I'm powered and and empowered. And I know that. And so it's always casting those things down. That's going to open the way and create a space for manifesting our higher life. That's why I always love how the way that you 
demonstrate to us and, and you explain to us the concepts of how all of this works on the quantum level because I think when we can grasp that and truly understand it then all of a sudden when we do have a negative thought form enter our minds and we're and we're presented with opportunity okay what am I going to do with this it becomes a heightened awareness of you know kicking it to the curb so fast because you're so aware of what you are about to tether yourself to the particle that's out there that you're about to tango with and I just think that awareness and, and, you know, knowledge is power and being able to act on it is powerful. And it's just a huge gift to have that depth of understanding to even live in a time where it's not just knowing that the faith and belief is real, but knowing why. Hmm, that's good. And you know what? When you don't know what to do, act like you do. And your mimicking partner out there will continue to your, your little, your little uh, partner will continue <laughs> yes. to mimic you and your success and will show up with all that you need. <laughs> your little particle partner. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> I, like I like it. Well, let's work on some highest viewpoints okay. and just say this out loud. Say, I don't dwell. I don't dwell. On what I used to fear. On what I used to fear. So I don't hurry or worry. I don't hurry or worry. I practice the feeling of being fearless. I practice the feeling of being fearless. Every single day. Every single day. My comfort zone. My comfort zone. Is my boldness. It's my boldness. To be brave. To be brave. And to be me. And to be me. All of my habits. All of my habits. Are now chosen by myself. They're now chosen by myself. <laughs> and they are fearless. They're fearless. When I'm willing to be fearless. When I'm willing to be fearless. And centered within my purpose. And centered within my purpose. Of genius. Of genius. I accept and love myself. I accept and I love myself. My creator. My Creator. And all others as they are. And all others as they are. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's so marvelous. It's so marvelous. To be alive. To be alive. Yes, you have shown us the other way, the magic. It is magic of willingness. Make sure you do check out the brand new website that we're super excited about. That's StephenCanyon.com. And we're sending out much love and light to all the KBs around the world. Yeah. And we thank you so much for the writing in to us today from Kansas. That's Carly and yeah. all the other thanks, guys. Uh, we'd like uh, to hear from you as well. Yeah, we sure do. And thanks as usual, Stephen, for, especially today, an extra dose of all the wisdom. Bye. <laughs>